Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Joining us today is a very special guest, Pamela, the host of Cannot Be Tamed, a YouTube channel featuring retro game reviews, let's plays, lists, and the occasional unboxings. Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I, um, man, being called an unboxer. <laughs> Sorry, I know you don't really do it a lot, but you do every once in a while. I do uh, occasionally take things out of boxes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no one better in the world than taking things out of boxes than Pamela. I, I can tell you, I've seen it. <laughs> Very smooth operator. So Pamela, last I checked, cannot be tamed. Is sitting at just under sixteen thousand subs on your channel. So, mm -hmm. uh, how long have you been doing it, and what made you choose to start? I think it's been almost four years that I started my channel. Uh, I've always kind of been interested in talking about video games in some capacity. Uh, for a long time, I had a blog which started off as being particularly about World of Warcraft, and I would write guides and like do some theory crafting and just write about like how to run a guild and stuff like that. And uh, eventually, I started hating World of Warcraft and, <laughs> and, and transitioned into just a more general gaming topics. Um, and then it seemed like no one read blogs anymore, so I yeah. moved to YouTube. And uh, I, I read recently that one of your videos hit 40,000 views. It's true. Uh, which one was that one? Uh, it was Tips for XCOM 2. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So a little, like, not really representative of most of my content. It was one of those really strange ones where I guess people are just looking for tips. So I, I doubt it really resulted in many subscribers. Like, I'm not in the thumbnail or anything. It's just like this one-off video that has been my most successful one. <laughs> uh, wherever you can get it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess another thing to uh, about your channel is the uh, the Cannot Be Tamed the name. Uh, where, where does that come from? That comes from my blog, and it's specifically about like the Warcraft aspect of it. I don't know. Do you, Are you either of you familiar with Warcraft? Have you played? I am not, no. No. Yeah, uh, me neither. Paul? All right. Yeah, no, me, me neither. Um, and now that she said she, that you've... Uh, I'm sorry for saying she when you, you're on the line. That's very inappropriate, especially <laughs> in England. Uh, especially that you've said uh, that you're not... Um, that it, you've turned on it. I, I can say that I probably just won't try it now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. I um, So anyway, when I played World of Warcraft, I played two different classes. One was a druid, which is a class that can turn into a bunch of different animals. I can turn to a bear and a cat and like this weird swimming mammal. Um, and then I played a hunter, which can tame animals. So there was always this kind of running joke about taming druids. So that's where the title of the blog came from. Mm. And then... Uh, since naming things is difficult, that's just what I kept when I started the YouTube channel, even though it really had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I I am also I'm always very fascinated with uh, the names people choose for their uh, for their work, just because I am, as you probably tell, I'm terrible at coming up with names, hence why this is just called the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast, because I literally could not think of anything better than just the name and throwing podcast onto the end of it. I mean, it works. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, don't go to be cryptic all the time. 
So currently, what would you say is your favorite episode that you worked on? Oh, um, I did a big, long, I think probably one of my longest videos about mothers in video games that like I put a lot of work and research into uh, just sort of taking all of the games lately that have come out that have made you the protagonist, a father or a father kind of character and mm. uh, thinking about how few games have you playing a mother character and how few games even like have significant mother figures that aren't dead. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, so not as depressing as like the Walt Disney type of mother father thing they got going on. I was actually just about to bring up Disney too because I did notice that it always tends to be the mother that dies to uh, start the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think Walt... both. Sometimes both. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, or at least one or the other. I think Walt needed some therapy, but rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> and any least favorites by any chance? Oh, least favorite videos. Um. If there's anything I don't like, I generally will have hidden it by now. But, Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I guess there's a couple retro reviews that I feel are a little bit phoned in. You know, a game that I went and I played and I didn't really have strong feelings on it either way. Where, you know, the review is maybe not that good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's nothing that I really... Like I really dislike or regret. So, um, so four years. Well, wow. I mean, like, uh, do you ever go back and watch some of your like first year videos or anything like that, or just see like what what's it like to see where you started and where you are now? It's interesting because I um I have watched some of my older videos and I'm very quiet. Like I I'm awkward talking to the camera you can see that i'm reading a script that's like on my lap or something at some times mm. and you know my editing has definitely gotten a lot better just my equipment has gotten a lot better so it, it is interesting sometimes i think oh wow this is this is so bad i was you know but i think it just means that i've improved so yeah. i don't want to hide those or anything no of course not it comes <laughs> naturally i mean like, I, I really hope in a couple years, I can look back on these episodes that I've been doing lately and just be like, oh, I'm so much better than that now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really no. hope. I really cling to that hope. Not me. I'll look back and be like, man, you really peaked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my greatest fear. <laughs> I think some of the most downloads I have on these episodes are like some of the, uh, obviously the early one because that's the one that everyone will always check out but then a few just sort of randomly just spike up i'm sort of like well i that brought in a lot of people that never came back <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first series of videos that introduced me to your channel was your top 100 list which i think uh, you probably get a lot of feedback as being a very uh, very excellent series for breaking down and summarizing a lot of really top games throughout the years but how it, it just it seems baffling to me to try to organize in my brain what you know what the top 100 would be what 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 kind of how hard was it to not only single out 100 games but to also like organize them in an order uh it wasn't too hard i i track all my games on this site called groovy so you can put down like what you've played and then you can rate it out of five stars so that was a good starting point to just like sort them by highest rated and go through them that way um i had actually made a list earlier i'm a part of the cartridge club which is a, a kind of like a book club for gamers where they do a game of the month and talk about them and podcast about it and we had done a club list and 
the club list was like almost all Nintendo games and almost no PC games. Mm. And I was like kind of mad that none of my favorites made it onto <laughs> the list. So I made my own top 100 list and I made videos for them. That was the entire inspiration for that series. Uh, so it was it wasn't too hard. Like I don't get too stuck stuck on anything like is number 66 really better than number 68 like yeah eh, whatever sure today i think it is like yeah fair enough i'm the sort of person that would just be so hung up on like oh is it though where, where does this place <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah like my, you said what, what is the difference between 66 and 67 i feel like if i was to do a top 100 i don't think i'd write it the same a single time like it would definitely change every single time mm -hmm. oh true yeah it would definitely it's definitely a list for that point in time even though that point in time was almost a year for the entire video series but yeah if i were to write it again today it would be it would be different yeah because you did that like i i came at the end of uh after you had already posted everything there but that was like uh 20 videos five each correct Wow, so how, and was that, uh, did you release them every week or every day? No, I released, I think, two a month. Two a month? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It took a long time. <laughs> I'm not fast. <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty awesome, though. I mean, I, I did, um, I did definitely agree with very many of the entries on your list, but then I also kind of started to think after a while, um, what my list would look like. I was kind of thinking, wait, did I actually finish a hundred games during my lifetime? I'm not even <laughs> entirely sure if I can make that claim. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, did you, uh, Pam, did you finish uh, all the games on your list, all 100? I think there was one game that I hadn't finished. Wow, that's and really And I don't impressive. remember what it was. I've, fin I've, I've finished most games that I start, so... That's impressive. That's really, uh, yeah, it, really I, I, it boggles my mind because I just, uh, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of those people who always really likes the very long games because I just kind of uh, eventually disconnect and lose track and I never really mm -hmm. go back once I lose my place. You kind of lose immersion when you step away for too long. You go back and you're like, I'm not, you know, who, who am I today? What am I supposed to do? So, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Plus, uh, I'm really narrow-minded, so I tend to just replay things i like instead of trying something new which i really need to work on so i'll take i'll take one out of your page it can be difficult especially with like the bigger open world games to like go back to it i feel like a lot of games need a hey it, it's been a month since you played me here's a summary of what's going on and the <laughs> buttons you need to push yeah uh, i think that's what stopped me from play from finishing okami because that's actually uh i've mentioned before in an earlier episode that's one of my favorite favorite games that I didn't even come close to finishing because it's such a good game, but it's just a, there's a halfway point where it's a very clear chapter between the first half and the second. So I took a break there and when I came back, I was like, what are my spells again? I don't know how to do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll get that way with consoles, like uh, switching back and forth. Like I knew in the early days I couldn't have PlayStation actually use them both because uh, the controllers I get all dyslexic and tangled up in my head and then you know you're on Xbox thinking it's a you know the PS controller and you press the wrong button and then rage quit and then the cat's scared and no one's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I find that too. I play mostly on Xbox or PC now, but I do mm -hmm. find Nintendo. I, I don't play the Switch much, but occasionally when I do, I feel like the buttons are backwards. And I guess Nintendo was actually before PlayStation or Xbox, so they're the backwards ones. But yeah. I'd like every time I try to play that Switch, I'm like, these buttons are not what they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
So your top 100 list, going back to that for a second, uh, mm-hmm. just to bring up the fact that number one was Planescape Torment. Yes. Man, I that's, that is on my resolution list of games I need to finish this year because I actually own it in several forms and I just never really had the time to sink my teeth into it. Now, I have a really bad memory, so this might be totally false, but I think Planescape Torment was actually my first computer role-playing game that I played, which mm. is like a really good introduction to the genre and now it's one of my favorite but it just the writing in the game is so fantastic like you can find just like this little tiny side quest or this little object and it has a description that like just sparks your imagination and could be like the the basis of a whole new story like its own story but it's just it's just a side object it's just something you look at for 30 seconds and then you go on to the next thing uh it's very sort of philosophical in its writing it talks about sort of all the different factions in this world and sort of breaks down why what they believe or why believing something too much is a bad thing uh whether it's like the the lawful people or the chaotic people or the anarchists like it's all taking something to an extreme and how how badly that can go um and then just the the characters are all all really really interesting uh Mm -hmm. so yeah it's mostly the writing of the game Mm -hmm. and i hear that it's uh it's a game that really focuses a lot a lot on the writing like uh i understand it's like walls and walls of text oh yes which I have nothing particularly against, but do you figure maybe that's kind of, uh, do you think that kind of hindered a bit of its popularity? I mean, there, there are the people who love it and they will name it as, if not their top, then in their top. But there's also a lot of people, this has come up quite a few times in previous discussions I've seen, where a lot of people really also don't like that part about it. I mean, I definitely think it can, and I'm not sure really what the difference is. I mean, I suppose it's the quality of the writing from my point of view, but I have the same problem like with um, visual novels a lot of the time. I'll be like, oh my god, I'm clicking through so much text, would you just shut up already? <laughs> uh, but for some reason in Planescape Torment, I was just like so interested in everything that I was reading and every conversation that my character was having that it it never felt like walls of text. From watching mm-hmm. some of your videos and things like this, um, uh, well, first of all, I noticed you had uh, an enamoration uh, for the uh, JVC XI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love the, the Sega CD and the XI is just the, the specific type of console it- that I play those games on, yeah. Would you say that's like your favorite console? I know it's so hard to pick one of anything, but would you say it's kind of like your favorite? No, I would probably say the PS2 or the Xbox 360 is my favorite console. The uh, the Sega CD and the XI is just like, I love weird games and there's just so many weird games on that system. <laughs> I love FMV. Uh, there's a ton of FMV games. So, yeah. That's that's sort of where my love for that system goes in. But like, if I was on a desert island, that it is not the one I would take with me. 
Right, be be a bit too too late, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, I love it at FMVs myself, and I was actually um, uh, after hearing hearing you say you know, kind of like whispered to it, like I love you, JVC, and I was like, all right, I got to find <laughs> I got to find out more about it. She, you know, she's vehemently passionate about this this console, so I did some some digging because um, I didn't know much about it, and and saw that it you know took cartridges as well as the CD, which you know is the main catch. But what I thought was kind of funny um, is that I guess uh, you're able to do karaoke on it oh yeah there is a karaoke thing on it i haven't actually tried that but that it does exist when you when you boot up the system yeah i I mean personally i'm not into karaoke and even if i was i feel like the nsa would be watching me and laughing so i wouldn't (laughs) be able to do it but but i also was kind of laughing because i guess uh, when you buy it when you was who bought its stock? It comes with a karaoke CD uh, that includes uh, the world's, you know, possibly greatest written song of all time, "Achy Breaky Heart." Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Is he serious? I don't now know. you can't unknow it. <laughs> so, do you uh, do you happen to own that karaoke CD? No, I didn't. I didn't know about that. The the pack-in CD. I obviously got mine uh, used. Now that you know that Achy Breaky's on it, I'm sure you'll be on eBay when we're done recording. I will, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other, uh, and again, I guess I almost have more observations than comments, but... Uh, Oh, then questions, but I'll try and you know twist them into some sort of question. Um, I noticed you were going over your vinyl collection in one of your videos, and um, you you zoomed in on uh, Snatch a, a game soundtrack on vinyl. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's really mega. First of all, that they did it in uh, in vinyl. Um, was that particularly like one of your favorite game soundtracks? Yeah, I really like the that jazz sax. Uh, it's a great soundtrack, and I really loved the game as well. So. Uh, it's actually my boyfriend who's the big vinyl collector, but I just sort of get ones here and there that I really like. I recently also picked up the vinyl for the Bastion soundtrack, which is... Oh, nice. Yeah, that's I, that's actually my favorite game soundtrack. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else I have. I've got the Doom soundtrack from the new Doom. And those are all on vinyl? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very out of the scene when it comes to vinyl. Vinyl's a strange thing where uh, if my boyfriend, Will, wasn't collecting it, I probably would never have thought to do it. Like, I, I, when I got my Bastion soundtrack, I was like, this is awesome. And then in order to listen to the whole thing, I had to get up four times to, like, change the disc or, like, flip it over. And I was like, this is kind of a stupid system. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like standing up much, um, no. especially repeatedly. <laughs> uh, I, I actually I had to have a listen uh, to refresh my memory on the Snatcher game soundtrack after you zoomed in on it. And like, like you said, it, it's got like that 90s, you know, the epitome of 90s R&B, like Luther Vandross kind of R. Mm-hmm. Kelly before he'd done that wee thing. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I... I'd done that thing I wasn't supposed to do. Uh, forget, forget that. Forget that. About it. Back to Luther Vandross. It, it was really, really smooth kind of game. Uh, game sounds. See, now I'm just thinking of that thing I'd done. Um, I will move right on uh, with a, n- another comment. I just wanted to say I would love to see an episode in the future of uh, of all the game soundtracks that you have. You seem to be uh, quite enamored with them. Um, yeah, I'm, I, uh, you I, know, just, I have one planned. I do plan to go over the the collection of the 
soundtracks and as well uh when i do my collection on my sega cd collection i also plan to talk about the xi a little more as well oh lovely yeah i'm looking forward to that very much yeah there's, there's not enough uh out there covering game soundtracks so i'm really excited for that um so you said um you said that you were targeting um sega cd for your collection lately um and i've got this is a really random question it's just a game that i like so i was curious um do you have, and if not, do you have any interest in the Willy Beamish game for Sega CE? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have that one. Um, I don't know a ton about Willy Beamish. It's, it's a bit of an odd one, like you know, playing a thirteen-year-old boy, um, you know, get, getting into mischief and his little rat tail, or whatever. But but I've always kind mm -hmm. of uh, personally had had me on that big adventure game fan myself. But I've always been interested in that if I had a Sega CD console of any sort because it's like the only version that's got like a full talkie, you know, behind it, full voice thing. Um, so <laughs> I was just curi curious if you if you had that or not. Um, another question I've got for you. Um, is uh, do you uh, do you have any, like a, any favorite like odd oddies like odd titles for like PS One etc. Odd titles. Um, I mean, I really like. See, I don't know. Like for the FMV games are like the weird ones that I find are odd. Um, and a lot of the time, like they're not good games, but they're interesting <laughs> games. Um like you know double switch or um oh why is this one escaping me it's like the most famous one night trap um things like right. that where it's like i actually don't think the games are very good but like watching them brings me a weird sort of joy <laughs> um so those are sort of interesting games um i just picked up a weird one on ps1 that i had actually never heard of before and it's called sheep <laughs> um, I never heard not heard that one before. Yeah, I was excited because I went to a, a game swap and it one of those things where I had never seen it before. So I'm always really excited to see games that I've never seen before mm -hmm. because I, I go to so many stores and shows and things, so I, I see a lot of things. But it's kind of like a, a Lemmings-like game, except it's with sheep and you heard the sheep. Oh sweet! Mm. That yeah, that answered my next question. Like, is it just like a day in the life of a sheep? Because I don't know how far you can go <laughs> with that. Like, you know, lose a few points for disobeying the shepherd. Um, Does it put you, you know, to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> it could. <laughs> I, I I probably really need that game actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you hit you hit the nail on the head with F, with FMVs. Goodness gracious, developing a stutter with uh, FMVs being weird. It's like uh, you know, going into it, it's it's like a B movie, but like it's almost supposed to be like supposed to be cheesy. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. that kind of the yeah, vibe you get from. Yeah, like they're supposed to be cheesy. Like my favorite FMV games are the Tex Murphy series, which I think yeah, they're supposed to be cheesy and. They feel more self-aware than a lot of the other FMV games. I find like you're you're laughing with them rather than laughing at them, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and they're just good detective games as well. I can't wait till people laugh with me instead of at me. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> and, but no, I actually I share that with you. I noticed in your collection of big boxes that you had Under Killing Moon, and that's one of my favorite games. So I was excited to see that on your shelf. Yes. 
Yes, I've got I've got Under Killing Moon and Pandora directive. I'm still on the hunt for um, Overseer. Oh, nice. Got it. <clears throat> Have you played Main Streets? I started playing Main Streets, mm-hmm. and then when um, when you have to go in the speeder and sort of get around town, I I didn't know what I was doing, and I couldn't recognize any objects <laughs> or locations. It just looked like polygons, and and then I stopped playing. <laughs> it's funny because that's actually uh, Main Streets is probably like the um, the most recent game that I've required in my uh, physical collection. Uh, not that I've ever actually oh, played nice. it before. It's a game that I had a while back before my computer was good enough to actually run it. So <laughs> kind of curious mm-hmm. to go back like 20 years later or whatever, however long it's been. Oh, man, it could even be 30 years maybe. And uh, finally actually give it a go. <laughs> oh, I feel old now. Yeah, that's why I don't do math. It's usually a depressing <laughs> medium. <laughs> There's never been a time when math hasn't made me depressed. Exactly. I just put up an episode of the latest let's play I've been doing where I did some like quick math. And then I, as I was editing it, I was like, this is totally wrong. (laughs) And I had to like put in a little thing in the video where it's like, Oh, we've got a math lead here. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I don't know. I mistook the number 25 for the number 30. And I, I, whatever. Math is stupid. (laughs) What what game is that for? What, What are you, um, what are you currently let's playing? Unavowed. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the latest point-and-click adventure from Wadjet-Eye, who I think is doing the best with the kind of old-school point-and-click oh, Yeah, adventure. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hands down. It's definitely, um, that's actually on my list for one of the one of the next few games I'm going to actually play through, just because I've heard nothing but good things. I just, it, I, the thing with Wadjet-Eye is I always get, I always stumble across whether I'll jump right to Unavowed or if I'll play some of their previous games first hmm. because i do have pretty much all of them at least as far as gog is concerned yeah i, cou- I, mean, I couldn't see a positive or negative in, e- in either direction you go mm-hmm. yeah like it's good to play their other ones because they're all great like i really love the blackwell series in particular oh absolutely yeah. yeah they're kind of what clued me into the fact that there is still this uh a very active and very strong point and click adventure um scene going on these days i'd kind of dropped off the map in terms of uh in terms of following up on the adventure games until until i actually tried that i think it was actually just before the last one i think it was epiphanies the last one yeah uh, just before that one came out i saw it go on sale on geo so like oh that actually looks really cool that looks really old and turns out that it wasn't at that time <laughs> and i was like oh wow this is actually really good so yeah no i i just i love everything watch Jedi does yeah, no, they're all brilliant. Shard Light and Gemini Rue, Resonance, uh, A Golden Wake, that one's a bit underrated. I really like that. That was mm-hmm. headed by uh, Francisco uh, Gonzalez, uh, who did um, Lamplight City. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Do you, uh, well, since we're on subject, do you have a favorite Wedge Eye game? I guess you kind of just said Blackwell series, but uh, a second favorite? A or like an underdog favorite. favorite or something? Like, you know, what you think is the most underrated, perhaps? Uh,. I agree Golden Wake is probably the most underrated. Did they make that one or did they just publish that one? I think um, they just published it and Francisco, mm-hmm. yeah, was at the helm of that. Yeah, um, I really like that one. Actually, I know you asked for favorite, not least favorite, but Techno Babylon has been one that 
I feel like a lot of people like, and that one is the one that did worst for me, which is weird because it's like mm. cyberpunk, which I really like. Yeah. But, uh, That's what yeah. I was really looking forward to, too. Well, everyone else loves it, so don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I find that, you know, I, I saw one of your videos about your unpopular opinions, and I found that I agreed with more than I disagreed with, so now I'm kind of worried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's the one I can't chime in on because I, I I played it, but I played the original AGS release like a long time ago before they basically almost you know redid it, remastered it, or whatever. So it's, I'm not sure if it's even comparable. Um, you know, it's a bit more like Primordial, not like Primordia that one of their other games. Um, <laughs> was a poor choice of wording at that time, but um, yeah, it's hard to chime in on that. But now that you said that, I'll just keep my good memory of the original release one and and move forward. Yeah, and of the Blackwell games, I think Epiphany is my favorite. Uh, it's it's very difficult to end things, and mm -hmm. they ended it very very well. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, yeah, I was just really impressed with how well they've been able to carry a series. Like, there's no, there's never been, as far as I'm concerned, there's not really been any disappointing entries into that whole. I guess five games. Was it five? Yeah, five. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point you, you bring up about uh, it's really hard to end things. It's a, you know where a lot of people go wrong. For some reason, ungaming related, Seinfeld pops in my head right away. But but it just seems <laughs> to be a trend where like no one's gonna be satisfied with an ending almost no matter what. And you're right, they they absolutely nailed it. Like I felt like I had closure and I was actually okay with the series ending because there's that greedy part of me that just wants to, you know, wants them to keep making more until I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I mean, there's been so many, like, I don't know, Mass Effect 3 comes to mind, or yeah. where people are very upset with the ending. Uh, yeah. So we're just about the end of our time right here, but I have one question, which is kind of a, um, I, I think you've touched on previously in con in uh, prior conversations, but it is a very controversial topic, so you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but... <laughs> Uh, what are your views on EGA versus VGA? Oh, <laughs> it is a controversial topic, especially in the guild. Yes. Um, I like VGA for the most part. I think there's some exceptions where the EGA of games is better, like um, The Secret of Monkey Island. But for the most part, like the, the Quest for Glories, those things, I really like the the VGA remakes and mm. so okay you know what it is about ega the magenta i hate <laughs> the magenta and they and some games like really really use that use that color i mean i know they don't have that many to choose from but i don't know anything where the the world is just that that pinky color it just <laughs> it kind of turns my stomach i don't like it I, I've never heard such blatant discrimination against a color in my life. It's unacceptable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to ask, does it have anything to do with the text parser? It, it also has something to do with the text parser. I, I, I kind of missed out on the text parser games. Like the first uh, games I played were point and clicks. Uh, like I, I had the point and click uh Monkey Island and Loom and Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. So when I went and played, I think Quest for Glory 2 was the first game where I experienced a text parser. It was very difficult mm. to navigate. Right. No, that makes sense. You know, if it's not, uh, perhaps if it didn't reach you like when you were young, like if, if it's missing that nostalgia factor, it could be a hard thing to suddenly 
you know, be enamored by it. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've got one last question that's, uh, that's not, not entirely uh, on, on topic for anything, but I, I need closure and, and everyone listening is going to have to just deal with it. So I had, to rewind, I had to rewind a video a couple of times because I, I, I couldn't make out the name of your cat. Is it Max Meal? Like, like, like to eat, like, oh, um, it's, it's just Max, but I call him Max Moo, like a cow. Max oh. Moo, like, right. Okay. Right. All right. And, um, another terribly inappropriate thing to do is to pedal kittens on a podcast, but I just want you to know real quick, I've got a fresh litter of tuxedo kitties and, uh, I will happily put them in a box, um, <laughs> and ship them to you. And this time I, I would actually, uh, I'll poke holes in the box before I put the animal in it because um. I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, it has to go through customs. It might be pretty tricky. They might, um, who knows what they might confiscate them at the border. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I can work right around that. On the label, I'll just put, like, um, backgammon or something. <laughs> <laughs> no animals inside. <laughs> Do you have any shout-outs or plugs you'd like to make before we wrap things up? Uh, sure. Well, you can find my YouTube channel. It's called Cannot Be Tamed. Or you can look for my podcast, which is called Media Mavens. Uh, it took a bit of a hiatus, but we just recorded a new episode that released this past week, and I hope we will continue to do more that's great i'll definitely uh check out that podcast as soon as i can do you have a website for that uh it's media mavens.simplecast.fm awesome all right well thank you very much for coming on to the show it was a great pleasure having you great thank you for having me it was lovely talking to you good talking to you too bye cheers just before I go, I would like to make a little addendum regarding last week's topic on sequels. There are, of course, many times when we finish recording and realize we forgot something, and usually we just let it go. But this time I did feel compelled to make a couple of corrections. First, I accidentally forgot to mention the Quest for Glory series on my list of best sequels, and it was too glaring an omission to leave it alone. Secondly, Paul and I both agreed to retract our statements of Police Quest SWAT being considered a poor sequel as we ultimately decided it could not be considered a sequel at all, but rather a new series of its own despite carrying the Police Quest name. It is, of course, a great game by its own merits and as its own series, and not a sequel to its predecessors. Thank you very much to Josh Koss and Ryan Fan for making us come around on these points. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can find our social media contact information in the episode description. Thank you very much for tuning in.